Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 234 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. Thank you for joining me for a very special episode of the Membership Guys podcast, because at the time of this episode being published, it is New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2019. And I can think of no better date for our traditional end of year recap, where we look back on the 10 most popular episodes of this show during 2019. This is something we've been doing every year since we launched the Membership Guys podcast. And it's always great for me to be able to kind of get a little bit of an insight into what's been resonating with you guys the most. And it's been especially fun to do this year because 2019 has been a pretty big year for the membership guys. You know, we've gone through a huge rebrand. We've run our very first live conference. We've put out a big industry report a few months ago. So this has been a real good way for myself, certainly to take stock of uh, what we've done during 2019. And of course, throughout all of that, we've been showing up each and every week with your regular dose of proven practical tips and advice for growing your membership site and it's uh yeah it's it's always so interesting to see which topics in particular have hit the right notes with you guys so as always we're going to be counting down from 10 to 1 from our top 10 most downloaded episodes during 2019 and we're going to be giving you a little snippet a little sample from each of those episodes to remind you of just why they were so popular and if you head over to the membershipguys.com forward slash 234 then that'll give you the show notes where you'll find links to each of the episodes that uh, have made the top 10 of course in the show notes we've jumbled the order up because i just know that you are in such suspense and you're so desperately, desperately keen to know which episodes were the most popular. I'm saying this with tongue firmly, firmly in cheek. Um, so anyway, yeah, head over to the membershipguys.com slash 234 for the show notes, for the links to the full episodes that made our top 10. And now... Without any further ado, we're going to dive into the 10 most downloaded episodes of the Membership Guys podcast in 2019, starting with number 10. That's episode 186, six tasks you should outsource to make your membership more manageable. If you only have 40 hours a week to dedicate your membership, do you think that those members would prefer you to spend half of that time dealing with little customer service issues or trying to figure out how to turn a green button on your website into a red button? Or would they rather you spent the entirety of that time creating awesome content for them, helping them in your community, growing your brand so you can bring even more great people into the fold? What do you think they'd rather? Where do you think is your time best spent when it comes to serving your membership. You want to be the rock star, not the roadie. People are coming to your show and they want to see you perform. They don't want to watch you lugging all of the sets off the stage in between each song. Can you imagine that? You go to a concert to see your favourite band, your favourite singer, and after they've finished belting their greatest hit, they just say, hey guys, hold on a second, 
We need a quick uh, costume change, so I'm just going to help these guys in their new outfits, and then we need to take this instrument off the stage. So I'm going to take care of that as well, and, you know, our bass guitarist needs his brow mop, so I'm just going to go get a flannel. That's not what you're there for. And they don't want your voice getting hoarse because you've spent all morning before the conference dealing with venues, arranging catering. That's not your job. Okay, I'm starting to stretch the metaphor a little, but hopefully you get my meaning here. The point is that you need to look at outsourcing certain tasks within your membership business if you want it to be the best it can be, and if you want to be of most use to your business. So I'm really glad that this episode made the top 10 list because, you know, so often when people are talking about memberships or when people are are seeking information about how to build and grow their membership, they end up getting very focused on the sales and the marketing side. They're looking for the right funnel. They're looking for the most effective marketing tactic. So it's real pleasing to me that you guys, our audience, who are very, very smart cookies, are actually looking to learn about the logistics, about the day-to-day management of your membership and how you can actually turn it into more of a business rather than something that where everything just rests on your shoulders. And so this was a great episode to record, to dive into that business side of things. Because we see so many people, not just in the membership space, but within the world of business, online business, what have you, where they take on too much themselves. And those people are so close to burning out because they're trying to spin every single plate. They're trying to do every single task themselves rather than bringing in people to lighten the load who might even be able to do a better job than they're doing at handling specific tasks and specific areas of their business. So if that's describing you, if you're starting to feel that burnout, if you're in a place where you you know you can't carry the whole load yourself, then you want to check out episode 186, where we talk about how to outsource some key tasks in your memberships and what type of things you should be outsourcing to people in order to make your membership more manageable. So head to themembershipguys.com slash 186 for that full episode. That was number 10 in our 10 most downloaded episodes of the Membership Guys podcast. Now, though, it's on to number nine, which is... Episode 183, my interview with Janet Murray from janetmurray.co.uk on planning your content for the next 12 months. Now, this was a little bit of a cheeky one to throw in here because technically this episode was first published at the very end of 2018, but it actually went out right after the cutoff point for when I did this countdown last year. So it didn't make it into last year simply because obviously I'm not sitting here on New Year's Eve recording this live. There has to be a cutoff point and Janet's episode, the interview I did with her came after that cutoff point. So technically that brings her into contention for this year's countdown and her episode was a very, very popular episode. And here's a little clip from that episode that'll help you see why. But I think when you don't have a kind of strategic content plan, you're just kind of thinking, oh, that would make a good episode or oh, I've got to record something. So yeah. I'll do yeah. that. And and I think um, since I started 
thinking and planning in this way, I've got much better at aligning my content with my products and services. So I'm making more sales because I'm just being a lot more strategic about it. But it's something I do think there is a sort of, when you start blogging or podcasting or putting out regular content, I do think you've, you've got to be sort of kind to yourself in a way because it does take a little bit of trial and error. You have to try things. And, you know, sometimes with blog posts or podcasts, the things that you think are going to really land, sometimes they don't. And then you'll just have a surprise hit with something and you'll be like okay why did that work and so I do think that that's the thing with with content creation is that you you do have to just get get out there and, and get stuck in and do it and one of the questions that came up at my live event when I said like half the room put their hand up and said I can't do this content plan because I don't know what I'm going to be selling in my business later in the year and I'm like well you you really need to fix that but the other thing people said was well what if I change my mind I said well that's fine you know I change my mind all the time like so I have a content calendar ongoing where I know probably two or three months ahead what's what's on it, who I'm going to be interviewing on my podcast or what's going on. But if something comes along and I think, oh, that's just a really good opportunity. That's a great guest. Uh, or, you know, actually it would really make sense to do that there rather than there. That's fine. I just move it around. Um, but I think it's better to have like 80% of things planned and mm. then that gives you that room to be spontaneous and you're not kind of like stressed out all the time um, worrying about it. But my, I think my content, the quality of my content is so much better. Now, anyone who's familiar with Janet and her work will know that she puts out a lot of content across a lot of different channels. And you may be wondering how she manages to get all that done. Now, of course, Janet has a team in place. She's been listening to episode 186, the last one we talked about, about outsourcing things within her business. But actually, Janet is just really on it when it uh, when it comes to planning and scheduling content well in advance. And in fact, Janet actually is the creator of the content planning diary that she puts out every single year that helps her audience and her customers to actually map out their content plan for an entire year. So we talk about that whole process. Um, Janet shares some fantastic tips around content planning. So this applies not just for if you're doing content marketing to promote your membership, but also can be utilized for planning out your membership content itself. So if you want to get more organized with your content, whether it's membership content or marketing content, check out episode 183 at themembershipguys.com slash 183 and get some of those top tips from Janet Murray on how to plan your content for the next 12 months. So that episode, number nine on our countdown of the 10 most popular episodes of this show during 2019. Number eight. That's episode 189. How do I know that I'm delivering enough value in my membership? I think because value is such an abstract thing, so many people get it mixed up, they get it wrong, they confuse value with content. So they think that delivering value as a membership site owner is all about how much content you put out there. And so they get into this strange sort of content arms race where they think that to be the best and to beat their competitors, they just need to put out more stuff than other people are. But no one joins a membership because it has the most stuff. If you can actually solve the biggest problem that your member has in five minutes with one single five-minute video, that's going to be of higher value than giving them a 20-lesson course that only just scratches the surface of what they joined your membership to achieve. Content does not equate to value. So 
That was a pretty interesting episode for me to record because it's a bit of a, a, a tricky subject. You know, it can be difficult to judge whether or not you're delivering value in your membership related to the price that you want to charge. And that's because value is such an abstract concept. It's entirely subjective. It's entirely perception-based. And I don't think this is something people think about or those people who do worry about this probably overanalyze and overthink, but I don't think people think about this the right way. So in fact, um, this is an episode where it was on my idea list, my planning list to record that episode for quite a long time. And I kept moving it and moving it and moving it because I, I wasn't totally convinced I had the right way to approach that question that wouldn't suddenly get everybody panicking that they weren't delivering enough value um, and also um, that wouldn't just pile on to any anxieties people already had. But actually, you know what? The feedback we had from this episode was fantastic. Uh, we got a lot of people saying that it helped give them a lot of clarity and also that it helped put to bed some of the anxieties that they'd had around this area. So if you've ever wondered whether or not you are delivering enough value in your membership, then check out this episode. It's episode 189. You can listen at themembershipguys.com slash 189. And that is number eight on our countdown. Now it's on to number seven in our list of the top downloaded episodes of the Membership Guys podcast. So in seventh place, we have... Episode 196, should I create a membership website or an online course? So that's a pretty big question, right? That's probably one of the earliest questions that you'll ever ask in the process of deciding to start a membership website. Funny thing is, this podcast episode was actually based on an article that uh, we wrote, I think, back in... 2013, 2014, before we were the membership guys. And it's a question that we still to this day see coming up within our Facebook group and within other groups and communities that we're part of. So it's not a big surprise to us that this episode was a popular one. It is, as you said, one of the most common questions you see in the online space from people who are kind of flirting with the idea of getting into memberships and we go real in depth into some of the pros and cons and the other factors that might affect your decision so here is a clip from number seven in our countdown episode 196 should i create a membership website or an online course when it comes to courses the pros are that a course is generally a much more clearly defined product. We talked about the fact that online courses will usually have a very specific end result that people are essentially buying. They're a lot more focused. They're a lot more structured. There's a very specific path that you're selling. And as such, they are easier to sell than memberships. Usually a membership is a whole collection of a variety of different things. It's a wider library that you pick and choose the parts that you want. While that's fantastic, it's also a much more abstract concept. It's a lot harder to really zero in on the best bits of a membership than it is to really clearly zero in on the selling points of an online course. With a membership, you're selling a box full of goodies. With a course, you are selling a very specific 
outcome, a very specific result. So they can be a lot easier to sell than memberships. It's also easier to create multiple separate courses independent of each other. Quite often with a membership, you might find that your members will have an expectation that any new courses, any workshops or anything like that that you put out there would be included in your membership. So it can be more challenging to have multiple info products, multiple courses operating independent of each other. So when you're just selling courses, that is far easier to do and there's far more potential for cross-selling, upselling, bundling courses together and that sort of thing. All right, so that was number seven on our countdown, episode 196, Should I Start a Membership Website or an Online Course? You can listen to that episode and check out the show notes at themembershipguys.com slash 196. Now, the countdown continues with number six. That was episode 203, which was a special episode in which we actually handed over the show. We almost invaded on the show by Callie's podcast. Now, those of you who consume a lot of our content will know that in addition to the fantastic podcast you're listening to right now, we do actually have a second podcast hosted by the other half many would say the better half, of the membership guys, the one and only Callie Willows. That podcast is called the Behind the Membership Podcast, and it features real in-depth conversations with membership owners who have businesses in a variety of different markets, who have a variety of different experiences and stories. And Callie really digs deep into the ins and outs of them, their membership business, what's worked, what hasn't worked, all that sort of stuff. We always say our tagline for this, it's real people, real stories, real memberships. And that's exactly what you get. And so in episode 203, we actually brought over one of the most popular episodes of Behind the Membership, and we put it out there on this show. And that episode was an interview with Scott Devine from scottsbaselessons.com, where he spoke to Callie about building a seven-figure membership business in the bass guitar market. Here's a little clip from that episode. I turned monthly on and in all honesty, like we have had a raise in memberships. It's like sitting at 21% more people coming in at the minute, um, which is cool. You know, we're going to sort of like keep it up and see where it sits at. And then we're going to be looking at the different cohorts in terms of you taking the free trial because we offer a free trial up front, 14 day free trial up front. So we're going to be like looking at the annual cohorts and the monthly cohorts and figuring out who's staying on past their trial and what, you know, how, what they're, um, how they're using the site and are they, you know, are they affected? Because kind of one of the things that I did think about in terms of like the yearly thing is that you do get a different type of customer than the monthlies. So, and that is nothing against monthly people at all, but like to come up with 170 bucks as a hobby, which predominantly it is, it's, it's, it can be a big spend. Um, so you're kind of getting people that are in it, you know, they're kind of committed to, to the, uh, to the fact that they want to progress and take their play into the next level. Whereas a monthly guy might be just dipping their toe in the water. So, you know, and I don't want the monthlies to spoil the experience for the annuals because I'm all about really keeping it, um, super positive and a really great learning environment for everybody that wants to be a part of what we're doing. So just with, with that in mind, it's kind of sort of like something we're going to be testing in the next few months. But as it stands now, 21% lift. And it's pretty cool because 
obviously we've been doing this annual only thing for like six years, which means we've educated a lot of people that we only do annual for six years. So I'm sure I'm sure that that 21% lift is going to go up slightly when we re-educate the you know x amount of a thousand people that we have to re-educate in terms of um, time that we're doing monthly. So yeah, we're just going to kind of sort of like see how it goes. All right, so this is where I'm eating a little bit of humble pie. That um, one of the, the only time we've completely handed over the Membership Guys podcast to our other show, and it's a hit. It's right in there as our sixth most downloaded episode of this podcast. So, yeah, I take I, I take the hint. You guys love yourself a bit of Cali. I won't take it personally. Um, so, yeah, if you want to check out that episode, go up to membershipguys.com slash 203. And I highly recommend, if you're not already subscribed, check out the Behind the Membership podcast. You'll find it on iTunes. Spotify, whatever it is you listen to podcasts in, or you can go to behindthemembership.com and you can see all three seasons of the podcast, as well as a link to buy the book, which is based on the podcast as well, and was another big, big achievement that uh, we managed this year as we published the Behind the Membership book uh, just a few months ago. So make sure you check that out, episode two or three. That was number six in our top 10 from 2019. Number five. We're back to the solo episodes now. This was episode 188. Four unusual but effective membership content strategies. So the second strategy I want to talk about is the paid archive strategy. So this is quite an interesting one. It's a one that I've seen being used by Creative Live. It's been used by Mixergy. It's been used by influencers in the online business space, such as Chris Brogan. So effectively, what this model involves is charging people for access to an archive of material that when originally released and originally done live was available for free so how it works with creative live is all the new content they put out there is available for an initial period of time for free so if you go to their website you will see that the current program the current thing that is available to watch is free But once that window of time is closed, the recordings of all of that stuff that was maybe originally delivered live or originally just available for a week, that then goes into an archive that you need to pay to access. And then the next thing comes available for free. So basically the new stuff comes out, it's free for a limited window of time, but if you miss that window, the only way to access it is inside the paid membership. So that was a clip from episode 188 of uh, the Membership Guys podcast where we talked about some unusual but effective membership content strategies. So this was a fun episode to record uh, because it, it forced me almost to poke around a little bit more into some businesses and some memberships where they're doing things a little bit differently. Because truth is, the majority of online memberships tend to fall into a combination of the same two to three models in terms of how they're delivering their content, their community, and so on. And so it was fun to be able to look at those memberships that do things a little bit differently. So this is definitely an interesting episode. And I actually touch on some of the ways in which you could incorporate aspects of those unusual strategies into your own 
business as well. So check that out with the membershipguys.com slash 188 to find out about the four unusual but effective membership content strategies that have caught my eyes over the years. All right, next up on our countdown of the most downloaded episodes of the show, number four. Quite fittingly, the episode celebrating the fourth anniversary of Membership Academy. So in at number four is our fourth anniversary episode. You couldn't make this up, and I promise you, I'm not. So this was episode 216, and it was a joint episode with myself and Callie. Callie's actually Callie's actually featured on this show a number of times this year. I think this is the highest a number of appearances for Callie on the Membership Guys podcast. So yeah, she she probably has a lot to do with the increase, the continued increase in our listenership, but let's not tell her that, right? All right, episode 216, celebrating the fourth anniversary of Membership Academy. Here's a little clip from that show. Our fifth positive win of the year is um, breaking that milestone into officially now being a seven-figure membership. And that's not including the period. (laughs) That's not including the pence or the cents. Um, That's the big seven with a couple S and two commas. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and it's a weird one because I don't know if it's the Brits in us. We should try and sound happy about this. Let's try and sound happy about (laughs) it. This is a good thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, and I, I do think some of it is kind of just... Um, the, the our British nature that it's not something that we've tended to talk about. It's not something we've boasted about or shouted about or or really like if you follow us anywhere, you're not going to know that this is the no. case. And the thing is, I think some of that some of that's Englishness because it's almost considered impolite to be successful in yeah. in England. Um, but some of it, a big part of it, honestly, is the the market that we're in. Because there's so many overlaps with the online business, online marketing, internet marketing world. And honestly, 99% of that people there would write a blog post and an income report if they found a dollar on the street. Like they will tell you about every single cent that they make and they will brag about it and shout from the rooftops. And we were just not like that. We don't like it. It's not our way of doing business because when you just shouting about the the headline figures and about how much money you make, you get away from the substance, right? And so we could be putting out monthly income reports every month where we say, this is how much we made, this was our churn, and this, that, and the other. But the problem is when you do that and when you talk too much about the money and about how much you make and this, that, and the other, that becomes the focal point, not the context behind it. And I think, you know, there's some well-known online marketing bloggers they publish their income reports and everybody talks about you know how amazing it is that they make all this money but they don't pay attention to how that money is is actually made and the in a lot of cases the incongruencies between how that money is made and what those people teach right and we didn't we just have never wanted to to get into that whole nonsense I always love recording those anniversary episodes because it's an opportunity, again, as kind of as I was saying at the beginning of this episode, it's an opportunity to reflect and to look back. And quite often, you don't get the chance to do that. 
you know, you get so sucked into the day-to-day, or especially if you're working on big projects, as we've been doing for a large part this year, working on the Retain Live 2019 conference, you can lose sight of what you've been achieving, of how far you're coming, of some of the wins that you've accomplished. And we always encourage our own members to recognize and to celebrate all of the wins big or small. It's actually a regular feature when we do our Academy show, which is a a little um, show we do for our members every single month, where we shout out those wins and we celebrate those wins. But you know, sometimes we forget to do that ourselves. So recording those reflection shows where we get to look back and celebrate the past year in Membership Academy. And again, this is something that we've done every single year. Um, So it's a good insight into the behind the scenes of what we're doing within our membership, how our business is developing. And of course, because Membership Academy is a membership about memberships, there's a lot of little tidbits that you can no doubt pick up for your own business as well. So if you want to listen to that episode, it's episode 216. You'll find it and the show notes at themembershipguys.com slash 216. That is number four on our countdown and is getting real now as we come in to the top three. These are the big ones, ladies and gents. And I know that you're sitting on the edge of your seat just clamoring clamoring to know who's going to take that top prize (laughs) as if you are as if you are as if anybody other than us cares about which the order of download numbers on the show but anyway it's a fun show it's it's new year's eve right (laughs) we've got to do this anyway number three on the list is It's episode 199, in which I talk about 12 types of content to include in your membership site. Another live format that can work extremely well is a live member Q&A call. So these are opportunities for your members to pick your brains, to ask you questions, and to get your help with their biggest challenges. Now, there's not much work involved in this for you. You simply show up, you make yourself available at a designated time, and the value comes from people being given that access to you and your undivided attention when answering their questions. Now, there's a variety of different software solutions to make your member calls highly interactive. You can use something like GoToWebinar, Google Hangouts, Zoom. All of these things allow your members to actually speak to you live and in some cases actually appear on camera too. So you can do these for Q&A calls. You could even do a little mastermind or roundtable calls as well. Again, it's all about that real-time interaction. There's so much value comes out of those calls and the actual workload involved for you is pretty minimal. You just need to show up. Now, of course, the downside of live content is that it's in real time. You need to attend live in order to get the most of it. To counteract this, you should be recording any live sessions you do and then adding them to some sort of archive inside your membership. Not only does this ensure that people who miss the live session don't lose out, but it also means that as time goes on, you're building an extremely valuable back catalogue of material which becomes accessible to any new member who joins your site. This increases the overall value proposition of your membership offering. 
You know, I like that this episode is so high in the download numbers and in the top 10. And again, it's an episode that we've got a lot of good feedback on. It's a one that we've seen shared a lot inside our group. And it's a one that addresses, I think, again, one of the more common questions and more common challenges people have when they're putting their plan together. But when we consider actually everything that's happened over this past year and how that's affected the podcast, so things like the rebrand that we went through, um, the fourth anniversary, the behind the membership book and all that sort of stuff. I like that we still have what I would consider a an, a regular episode of this show. We've had probably more special episodes of this show during 2019 than we have in prior years. So I like that a, a regular one, which is just the, the weekly dose of membership advice. I like that that's got it there as high as number three uh, on the countdown. So yeah, check it out, themembershipguys.com slash 199, 12 types of content to include in your membership site. Okay, we're coming down to the wire now. In second place in our countdown of the 10 most downloaded episodes of the Membership Guys podcast, we have... Episode 226, the biggest takeaways from the online membership industry report. And from our experience in uh, having access to so many memberships and so much insight into how those those people are doing within our own community, then we know that 10% and under in terms of online membership churn is great. So the fact that two-thirds of memberships have a churn below that benchmark and 44% or below that holy grail churn rate of 5%, then again, that was such a great takeaway. So, so, so happy to see that going on within the online membership space. Kind of on the flip side of that, uh, a little bit of a disappointment or a fairly worrying um, stat for me was that there's actually a much higher number of membership owners who just don't have any grasp on their key performance indicators. So 17.5% do not know what their churn is. 14% do not know how long members are staying for. 25% don't know what their member lifetime value is. That's not good. You need to know your numbers. Now, I'm so, so glad, and it's, it's actually awesome for me, that this episode is as high on this list as it is because this episode only went out about eight weeks ago and actually when I'm saying that when I say eight weeks I mean eight weeks from the date of which you're probably listening to this show actually at the time of recording it went out probably about five, I think it was five weeks ago this episode went out and it's already our second highest downloaded episode in 2019 and that's so important to me because the online membership industry report was a massive, massive undertaking. It was a survey that we conducted of thousands of membership owners, online membership owners. So we're not talking about membership associations. We're not talking about subscription boxes. We are talking about online memberships as you and I recognize them. And so this was a big, big task, a big undertaking to pull together data trends and benchmarks for this industry because it's been something that has been so lacking for years. There's been no good reliable data about things like churn rate, about things like member numbers, average member lifetime, all that sort of stuff. 
And we'd been kind of mourning about it for so long and getting increasingly frustrated with the misinformation that was out there, with the the assumptions people would make. I don't know how many times I wanted to just pull my hair out when I would read an article that would start with with making some sort of claim about, you know, memberships suck because, as we all know, the average member will only stay for three months. We knew that was rubbish, but we didn't have the data that we could go out there and say, no, look at this. This is, you are wrong. This is right. And so we had to take it upon ourselves to do it. It was one of those things. No one else is going to do it. We need to make sure we do this for the industry. And I know I'm going on and on, but it's been a big, bit of a labor of love for us. And the most important thing for us is just getting this information out there. You can download the report at themembershipguys.com slash report. And when you do that, you'll see we're not even asking people for their email addresses. Like, we've actually been questioned about this by a few people. You know, they're saying you're running an online business, you're doing online marketing. How can you give this away without an email address, without getting someone on your email list? And it's because this is bigger than us. It's bigger than our business. This is about helping membership owners by giving them the data, the benchmarks, the trends, that's going to help them make decisions. That's going to help them settle anxieties or gauge whether they're overperforming, underperforming, or what have you. So this is why I'm so, so pleased that the the podcast episode we did about the report has had such a reaction. And I think the fact that it's shot, I mean, it came out just weeks ago, and it's just surpassed all but one of our podcast episodes from this entire year during a shorter period than any of those episodes have had to do it. So it's the most recent out of all the episodes we've done. So that's um, just amazing to me. I'm so, so, so glad that this data is out there and that people are sharing it and that we're having feedback that's showing that it's beneficial to, to people to be able to read about these trends, about this data, and actually use it to inform decisions. Uh, within within their business. So again, if you've not downloaded the report, you can get it at themembershipguys.com slash report. I would love it if even if you have downloaded that report, if you could share it with just one person who you think will benefit from it, um, that would absolutely make my day. And if you want to listen to what I felt were the biggest takeaways and surprises and um, things that went against my own assumptions from that report, then check out episode 226. Head to themembershipguys.com slash 226 uh, to hear my thoughts on, uh, on, on the report. So that was number two. It's time. Are you ready, ladies and gents? Are you ready to learn which episode of the Membership Guys podcast was the most popular during 2019? Well, the wait is almost over because in at number one is actually two episodes. Now, it's a little cheeky, it's a little naughty, but hopefully it'll make sense to you. Because in fact, the top two highest downloaded episodes in uh, for, for the Membership Guys podcast for the last year were actually part one and part two of the same the same series, right? And that was our debrief 
from the Retain Live 2019 conference that we ran here in the UK back in September. And so Callie and myself got together and recorded our our thoughts, our story. We gave the behind the scenes of the whole planning process, the build-up, how we got to a point where we were almost looking to cancel the event just days before it happened. So the real truth the ugly as well as the good, and then the inside story of how the event went down and what comes next and all that sort of stuff. It's perhaps the most open, honest, and raw we've ever had to be on this show. And it's for, for people who just have a curiosity, these are two great episodes to listen to just in general. For anyone who's thinking of live events, I think these are essential if, if it's your first time running live events. Uh, so yeah, so while the top spot technically is a little naughty putting two episodes in there, Truth be told, it was all meant to be one episode, but then we saw the running time was about two and a half hours, so we had to chop it up. So our top spot is the Retain Live 2019 debrief from myself and Callie, and here's a little clip from one of those episodes. But yeah, and it was good, you know, getting to work with the event team and starting to really feel like actually you know what this is all coming together and relaxing into it a little bit because I think at that point I was kind of like you know what this is all happening I might as well enjoy it there's no point yeah. in stressing there's no point being anxious there's absolutely nothing else we can do at this point so let's just re- lean into it and enjoy it yeah and I think part of the issue uh, that I think led to us starting to get real burned out is that it was quite an isolated process yeah. us preparing for the event because one, we're all about that instant gratification. We don't do well with delayed gratification. So it just seems like you're doing all this work for no payoff. Um, And then obviously when the Tuesday came, we start to see the payoff starting to creep in, starting to happen. Then it's like, oh, wow, yeah, actually, this is why we worked so hard. Like all that that design work that we did, oh, this is the actual result. Because again, like even when we were designing all sorts of stuff or ordering swag and stuff, most of the time when they were coming, they were just packed away in the boxes, like yeah. the, the banners and the signage and all that. You're not actually getting the full effect of it. So I think the other thing that that happened on the Tuesday was the realization that we weren't just doing this on our own. Yeah. We had fantastic teams on the event management side. We had our own team, Team TMG, um, on hand. We had an amazing AV company. We had um, great venue staff, and and you kind of almost forget that and lose sight of that when it's just the two of you working from home, getting everything ready yourselves. When we got there and we saw how much had happened without us needing to be there, it made us remember, all right, yeah, this is why we brought on these pros, and actually this is going to, to make the next few days a lot easier because we've got people in place who are going to make things happen and who are going to do all the heavy lifting and take care of problems and all that sort of stuff. So those were episodes 220 and 221. You can get the show notes and listen in. Start with the first one, obviously part one, which is more about the build-up. That's at themembershipguys.com slash 220. And then on that page, page, you will see the link to part two, which talks a little more about the actual week of the event and how everything went down. I'm kind of not surprised that that's what got the top spot for the most popular episodes of this show because we went really, really deep. We got really, 
raw and transparent. And I think we, in this online world where everyone shares all the great stuff, actually quite a lot of this focused on the insecurities. It focused on the the bad stuff, the hard stuff, the burnout. And then as you probably will have guessed, especially if you follow us on social and you saw some of the feedback from the event as it was happening, it then all culminates in positivity. So definitely, definitely worth checking out. It was a fun and cathartic experience to record that debrief. And the Retain Life 2019 conference is without question one of the biggest highlights from 2019, if not the biggest highlight for us, it was a huge risk. It was a, a, a very, very strenuous process. It was very different from anything that we've ever done before, but it was worth it. It was so, so worth it. So you check out episode 220 and 221 for our debrief to find out why that was the case. And that is our countdown of the top 10 episodes of the Membership Guys podcast during 2019. As always, I just want to express just how much we appreciate each and every single one of you for every second that you have listened to this show. We are so, so, so grateful. And please know that we'd never, ever take that for granted or forget how privileged we are to be able to come into your ears once a week and say what we've got to say. I am so, so, so thankful for every review, every little bit of feedback, every single person I've had the the great pleasure of being able to meet at events and conferences and stuff like that who tell me that they listen to the podcast and that it's helped them in one way or the other. Thank you so, so much. This is like the fourth or the fifth time that I've done this now. And it's kind of scary when I think of that, when I look at the fact that this episode number will be two, three, four, 234 weekly episodes. That's just nuts. But in so many ways, it kind of still feels like we're getting started. So lots more good stuff ahead for you guys in 2020 here with the Membership Guys podcast. We will be here as always each and every week showing up for you with the latest tips and advice on how to build and grow a successful membership website. And as we end this year, I just want to make a little ask of you guys. I know it's kind of the holiday season is starting to fizzle out as soon as we get into the new year. And so maybe maybe I'm asking a little too late now that we're out of the, the season of giving. But if you guys can spare just a moment to head on over to whatever it is you use to listen to this podcast in, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening, and leave a little review with your thoughts on the show. That would mean the absolute world to me. I love reading the reviews. I read every single review that everybody leaves, and I appreciate each and every one of them. So if you have a moment or two after listening to this episode, it would be so, so appreciated if you could take the time to leave a nice review in iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. Thank you in advance to those of you who are able to take the time to do that. And if you do, please do give me a shout on Twitter just to let me know you've done it or on Facebook or Instagram, wherever you are, just to let me know you've left a review so I can show my appreciation to you personally. It would mean a lot. All right, that is it for 2019. 
I'll be back again next week to kick off 2020 with another episode of the Membership Guys podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be, or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discount perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement, and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.